Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. To offer perspective on this gospel passage, I'd like to tell you three short parables. Here's the first one. A young man heard about a wise spiritual man like a monk, and he wanted to go and follow that monk, to be a disciple all the way for the Lord. So he goes to the wise old man, and he tells him his desire. And I guess the monk sized him up, took him out back by the river, and he told him to lean down, and he dunked the man's head under the water for a long time and the guy was struggling and finally he let him up and the, you know the guy was like what what are you what are you doing the monk tells him when you want to follow the lord like you just wanted a breath of air come see me so he was telling that young man if you're going to follow the lord you got to really mean it And that's what's going on in the two of these three people that Jesus runs into. The one man says, I'll go, I'll follow you, but let me go bury my father. Now to our ears, it sounds like the dad just died, right? Probably scholars say that's not how it's meant. Probably that man's father is still alive. And he could even be in good health, but he's got an older age. So the man is saying, When he's dead, I'll come and follow you. He's given Jesus a rationalization of why he can't do it now. And the other one is probably like it too. When when he comes to the other man and he says, let me tell my family farewell before I follow you. It's not like Jesus and the disciples are walking in front of his house. And he says, oh, let me get a couple of things. I'll tell mom and dad I'm leaving and I'll be ready to go. When he says he's going to say farewell, He might be back in a month or two months because he's got to say a little goodbye to these cousins and spend some time with those cousins. And here's the holiday coming up. Another rationalization. And Jesus is telling them, you can't be my disciple halfway. So here's the second parable. Two men are walking along the, you know, like, you know those... um, In North Carolina, they have these beautiful brooks and streams. Many times, right next to the stream is a little path. It's been worn out by all the people walking near the water. And as these two men are walking by, the the one notices in one of the bushes right there by the edge of the river, there's a scorpion who's stuck. He's entangled in the branches and he can't get out. So this man goes over there very carefully He's trying to help that scorpion go free. And the scorpion starts stinging him. And finally, though, he does get the scorpion to go free, but his hands are full of welts. And his friend says to him, what is the matter with you? Why are you helping that animal is trying to hurt you? And this is what the man said. Just because it's the nature of that animal to defend itself, Why should I change my nature to be helpful and compassionate? 
Now, when I first heard the story about the scorpion, maybe you have this reaction too. That just sounds ludicrous. But if you think about it, it does fit what Jesus says. Because he says things like, love your enemies. If someone strikes you on the cheek, turn your face and offer the other cheek. It's the same thing. He's asking us to do the same thing, to love no matter what. I think that shines some light on the first one. When the man says, I'll go, Lord, wherever you want. And Jesus tells him, foxes have dens, birds have nests. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He's telling the man, this won't be easy. Are you sure you want to go wherever I will go? And come follow me. So I think there's some questions that I ask myself, and I'm going to pose them here for all of us. What kind of a follower am I? I thought of at least three categories. The first category is a person who admires Jesus. There's a lot of people in our world who fall into this category. And I have to ask myself, am I there sometimes? I admire Jesus. But what that means is I pretty much live my own life. But I like some of the things that Jesus says. And maybe sometimes my life and what he's calling us to intersects. But it's mostly going to be an accident. That's an admirer. I like what he says. The second one is probably more what I would say a contractual relationship. This is where I got to watch out for me. And I'm asking you to also reflect on this. A contractual relationship with the Lord goes like this. We would never say this, but it's the way we're operating. Lord, as long as you're helping me out in my life, as long as you're helping me to lead a better life and you're helping me with the benefits and the blessings, I'm there for you. I'm coming to Mass on Sunday. I'm going to communion. I'm going to try my best to do the Ten Commandments. But if something goes wrong... I'm pulling away. That's a contractual relationship. It's not real love. It's not a real commitment. So I'm thinking about, you know, how Jesus says to be a disciple is to be all in. What does it mean to be a disciple today? How is God calling me right now? In these difficult days that just got more difficult on Friday, How's the Lord calling me in the middle of this moment in our country when there's so much division? I know he's calling me to be kind, to be prayerful, to be calm. There's too much high anxiety going on. We need people who are calm, who can think. Can't have conversations if we're not calm. We're a church for life. How am I called to live that right now? How can we pray for the conversion of hearts so that somehow the Lord can help unify us for a vision to live the gospel of life? That's what it means to be a disciple. Now, some people could say, the objection here is, who could ever be a disciple? It's too tough, to which Jesus said more than once, yes, by yourself, you can't do it. But with God, all things are possible.
Let me offer the third parable. This is uh, by the ocean. Man is taking a walk in the morning. There was a storm just before this, a big storm. So the surf was real high. And when it receded, there were thousands of starfish laying on the beach who were all going to die because they're outside where the regular ebb and flow of the tides are. And there's a little kid over there, a little girl, and she's picking up the starfish and she's throwing them into the ocean one at a time. And the man comes up to her and says, why, why are you doing that? There's thousands of them. You can't save all these starfish. What difference does it make? And as she's holding one in her hand, she said, it's life or death for this one. And she threw it into the ocean. We can have that feeling too, can't we? We live in our world, we say, wow, how can I make a difference in our world today? I'm just one person. It does make a difference to the people who I meet and you meet in your day, people who are in our lives, to be Jesus' disciples, to be messengers of hope and love and reconciliation. Because Jesus is calling every single one of us here, like he did here in the gospel. He's saying to you and me, come follow me. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.